Hello and welcome to the Daily Catholic Catechism Podcast. My name is Dan and it's a pleasure to have you here. Today is October 31st. It is All Hallows Eve. Happy Halloween, everybody. Check your research. I think it's a Catholic holiday. Uh, we are going to be reading paragraphs 2377 through 2384 today. And we are in the section of uh, about the gift of a child. And we'll start with uh, offenses against the dignity of marriage uh, today. So we begin in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Techniques involving only the married couple, hom homologous artificial insemination and fertilization, are perhaps less reprehensible, yet remain morally unacceptable. They dissociate the sexual act from the procreative act. The act which brings the child into existence is no longer an act by which two persons give themselves to one another, but one that entrusts the life and identity of the embryo into the power of doctors and biologists and establishes the domination of technology over the origin and destiny of the human person. Such a relationship of domination is in itself contrary to the dignity and equality that must be common to parents and children. Under the moral aspect, procreation is deprived, deprived of its proper perfection when it is not willed as the fruit of the conjugal act, that is to say, of the specific act of the spouse's union. Only respect for the link between the meanings of the conjugal act and respect for the, the unity of the human being make possible procreation and conformity with the dignity of the person. A child is not something owed to one, but is a gift. The supreme gift of marriage is a human person. A child may not be considered a piece of property, an idea to which an alleged right to a child would lead. In this area, only the child possesses genuine rights, the right to be the fruit of the specific act of the conjugal love of his parents, and the right to be respected as a person from the moment of his conception. The gospel shows that physical sterility is not an absolute evil. Spouses who still suffer from infertility after exhausting legitimate medical procedures should unite themselves with the Lord's cross, the source of all spiritual fecundity. They can give expression to their generosity by adopting abandoned children or performing dema demanding services for others. Roman numeral four, offenses against the dignity of marriage, adultery. Adultery refers to marital infidelity. When two partners of whom at least one is married to another party have sexual relations, even transient ones, they commit adultery. Christ condemns even adultery of mere desire. The Sixth Commandment and the New Testament forbid adultery absolutely. The prophets denounce the gravity of adultery. They see it as an image of the sin of, of idolatry. Adultery is an injustice. He who commits adultery fails in his commitment. He does injury to the sign of the covenant which the marriage bond is, transgresses the rights of the other spouse, and undermines the institution of marriage by breaking the contract on which it is based. He, comp he compromises 
the good of human generation and the welfare of children who need their parents' stable union. Divorce. The Lord insisted on the original intention of the Creator, who willed that marriage be indissoluble. He abrogates the accommodations that had slipped into the old law. Between the baptized, a ratified and consummated marriage cannot be dissolved by any human power for any reason other than death. The separation of spouses, while maintaining the marriage bond, can be legitimate in certain cases provided for by canon law. If civil divorce remains the only possible way of ensuring certain legal rights, the care of the children, or the protection of inheritance, it can be tolerated and does not constitute a moral offense. Divorce is a grave offense against the natural law. It claims to break the contract to which the spouses freely consented to live with each other till death. Divorce does injury to the covenant of salvation, of which sacramental marriage is the sign. Contracting a new union, even if it is recognized by civil law, adds to the gravity of the rupture. The remarried spouse is then in a situation of public and permanent adultery. If a husband separated from his wife approaches another woman, he is an adulterer because he makes that woman commit adultery. And the woman who lives with him is an adulteress because she has drawn another's husband to herself. Thus ends our reading today from the Catechism of the Catholic Church. The website is dailycatholiccatechism.com and you can email me at dailycatholiccatechism at gmail.com. God bless you all and may these teachings handed down by the Apostles of Christ strengthen your faith and lead you to everlasting life. Amen.